You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves go into Wednesday looking to bounce back from a disappointing performance on Tuesday night. Now again, Tuesday night was a bit of just an overall odd night for the Braves. A delayed start, you know, a questionable call that stopped a really good scoring opportunity in the first inning. And the Braves offense just really could not bounce back in Tuesday night's game. And the Red Sox wind up winning 7-1. Of course, Charlie Morton had his struggles on the mound as well. Well, when it came to Wednesday night, it, it, one, of those two th- one of those two trends continued. The Braves offense definitely continued to struggle against a really good performance in in one of the, you know, more better young pitchers, one of the emerging young talents on the mound in the game in Brian Bayo. But thankfully, the Braves were able to counter with one of the best young talents on the mound in the game in Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider, once again, for the second straight start, for the first six innings of his outing, was absolutely spectacular. So it turned into what many had kind of thought it would be, a pitching matchup in which, you know, Spencer Strider wasn't as dominant with the strikeouts as he was in his last outing against the Diamondbacks, but he got the job done, and through five innings, both Strider and Bayo were firmly in control. But the Braves, thankfully, finally found some success against Bayo in the top of the sixth inning. A double by Michael Harris, the, third, the second, and then a hit. He um, Bayo hit Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzie Albies came to the plate and delivered a three-run home run to give the Braves a three-to-nothing lead. And you had to feel confident with how in control Spencer Strider was that the Braves would be able to figure out how to hold this lead to get the job done. But then, unfortunately, the Red Sox, the Red Sox themselves started to figure things out. Rafael Devers went down and got a Spencer Strider fastball and wrapped it around the pesky pole in right field to make the score three-to-one. Strider made a great pitch. Rafael Devers just showed why he was a great hitter to make the score 3-1. But still, at the end of six innings, the Braves were up 3-1 and he again had to feel that they were in control. But then for the second straight start, if you recall in his previous start against the Diamondbacks, before last night, you know, Spencer Strider was absolutely dominant, you know, striking out nearly 70% of the Diamondbacks that he faced through the first six innings of his previous start in Atlanta before last night's start. Well, last night, Spencer Strider, besides the Devers home run, had looked very, very in control and looked dominant at times 
against the Red Sox. But then we enter the seventh inning, and just like what happened against the Diamondbacks, Spencer Strider experienced some trouble. He gave up another home run, plus another single, and so the Braves then had to replace him and brought in newly acquired Pierce Johnson. The first batter that Pierce Johnson faced, unfortunately, it was just a perfectly placed hit ball that Ozzie Albies could not handle for a potential inning-ending double play, and then as the inning progressed, Boston was able to plate two more with a two-run double off the bat of Justin Turner, and the score was 4-3. to three. Unfortunately, the Braves offense could not muster any type of threat from then on, and, or excuse me, until the ninth inning when they could not cash in, you know, getting another score. Adam Duvall added a home run uh, in the bottom of the eighth for the Red Sox, and the Red Sox wound up winning 5-3. to three. So, in a setup where the Braves had Charlie Morton on the mound on Tuesday night against, you know, basically a bullpen game for Boston, and then Wednesday night having Spencer Strider on the mound against a very talented Brian Bayo, but a pitcher who just is not right now on the level of Spencer Strider, you know the Braves had to feel confident that they would have at least gotten a split and a very good chance of getting both games in Boston, but yet they wind up losing both games against the Red Sox. And now the Braves in the month of July are, are 10 and 9. They've lost 7 out of their last 10, and again, with their two best pitchers on the mound, they dropped back-to-back -back games against the Boston Red Sox. I'll be honest. That's a pretty disappointing outcome, and you have to know that the Braves feel that way as well. You definitely know that the Braves feel as if many of these games in July that are wind up being losses, that the Braves have to feel that they should be winning these games. But some trends continue to show that the Braves right now are just not at the same level that they were in June, and that's why they're running into consistent inconsistencies that are leading to this Braves team, you know, kind of struggling in July, much like they did in the month of May. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So entering last night's game against the Red Sox, the Braves' offense overall in the month of July had a 107 WRC+. That was 13th in the majors. So that's definitely a, a big regression from the month of June when the Braves were historically good offensively and were significantly better than any other offense in 
the majors. They while they were hitting home runs still at, at nearly a league um, leading rate, the Braves' offense just overall has struggled more in June at the plate than they in July than they did in June. And the reason why that is significant is because of this. As we mentioned, right now, this Braves pitching staff, the overall talent, the overall ceiling, the overall ability of this Braves pitching staff is just simply not where it was when the team was fully healthy. That's what happens when you have as many talented arms as the Braves do on the injured list. So you're going to get more inconsistencies. You're going to get it to where if a defensive play is not made, you know, like you had hoped Ozzy Albies would do in support of Pierce Johnson. I know that it was a very tough play, but those that play not being made extended the inning. And then the Red Sox were able to put together a run scoring opportunity and they converted it against Pierce Johnson. Kirby Yatesden gave up the late inning home run to Adam Duvall. This Braves defense is going to be more inconsistent. They're going to be more prone to giving up runs than the team would be able than the team would be given up if it was fully healthy. We also know that the Braves defense, it at times continues to be a clear liability. Again against Boston, it's not necessarily that, you know, just costly errors were made. It's just simply that plays, even if they, you know, were not routine, the inability for the Braves to make those type of plays continues to extend innings, and that gives offenses against a less talented bullpen more chances to score runs, and that's exactly what they're doing. So what stands out in the month of July versus the month of June is that when the Braves' offense is not at a league-leading rate, when it's not consistently hitting two, three, or more home runs a game, this Braves team right now has a hard time of being able to consistently win because of the fact that they're just not as talented when it comes to their available pitching. And of course, we also know the struggles of the defense. And this is relevant. You know, I talked about, you know, during earlier in July, talked about the fact that, you know, what type of significance should you take from the Braves losing four out of five? What type of significance should come from the Braves scoring 13 runs in a game but still losing? Long-term overall for the regular season, it's not necessarily that worrisome because of how big of a lead the Braves have in the division and over the rest of the National League, what have you. But I do think, again, it is a bit concerning because you don't want for a stretch like this to occur during the postseason. And I think that's relevant to discuss. Even though we're two months away from the playoffs and the Braves, you know, despite their struggles in the month of July, there, there's no reason to, to sound an alarm, freak out or over exaggerate or, you know, come to any sort of conclusion, you know, that, that, that you should be overly concerned about what's occurring when it comes to this Braves team because there, there are obvious things that are going to happen. Better health, moves at the deadline that Alex Anthopoulos is going to do. There are things that are going to happen for this Braves team that are going to make them, in my opinion, are going to make this roster significantly more talented in a month or two than it is right now as better health comes their way and moves are made. So I think that that's important to point out. But for right now, the Braves' full focus is on the postseason. And in the postseason, the Braves are going to be facing better quality pitching staffs. And those pitching staffs are likely going to stick right-hander stack, right-hander after right-hander after right-hander against the Braves. The Braves haven't faced a left-handed starter in over a month. And that's because the league has adjusted to knowing that the Braves are not as good against right-handers as they are 
against left-handers. And if that's the case, if the Braves run into a, a two or three game stretch where they're not hitting multiple home runs a game, where the offense is not converting every run scoring opportunity that it cre creates, if the offense itself is not just producing significantly better than anybody in the majors, how big of a role does the inconsistencies of the pitching staff and the defense play in those games? We've seen it multiple times in July that those two, you know, weaknesses of this team, the inconsistencies of the pitching staff as well as the defense, it's cost the Braves winnable games multiple times. As a matter of fact, four or five times in the month of July. You don't want that type of scenario to show up in the playoffs where if the offense were to struggle over a two to three game stretch, then the inconsistencies of the pitching staff and the defense potentially could cost the Braves multiple games in a series. So I bring that up because the full focus of the Braves right now is to avoid, is to minimize the chances of that type of scenario occurring. And as I mentioned, one thing that's going to help minimize the chances of that type of scenario occurring is better health. You know, Max Freed, you know, he was a bit sick over the past few days, so he didn't get to make his latest rehab start, but he should be back over the next week or two. A.J. Minter should be back over the next week or two. Hopefully, you're going to get other pitching reinforcements coming back. So the Braves pitching overall should just naturally get more talented in time as health returns to a better place. But the other thing that stands out, despite the fact that you know health hopefully will be in a better place, is when it comes to Alex Anthopoulos, I think that you have not necessarily more needs that you have to address. I don't think this Braves team needs three or four you know, significant moves to truly be where they want to be for the playoffs. But I think that Alex Anthopoulos, again, the Braves have more reason to go all in at this trade deadline than any other team in the majors. That's why they're the World Series favorite. But when you look at how much both Eddie Rosario and Marcelo Zuna are struggling offensively once again in the month of July, when you look at the fact that the Braves starters coming into last night's game had a 6.24 ERA, that there's been some inconsistencies with that, even with Max Reed and hopefully Kyle Wright coming back into the fold, in the future, when you look at the inconsistencies of the bullpen, you know, even when you get Mentor and hopefully Jesse Chavez and Dylan Lee and Nick Anderson back, are you truly where you trust the overall talent of that bullpen in the postseason? Alex Anthopoulos definitely has reason to go make a significant move or two to truly try to add more talent to this team where it's needed. Alex Anthopoulos has more reason now, I think, to do that with the struggles that he's seen in July than he did even a week or two ago. So I still think it's going to remain a very interesting trade deadline. So the whole key that I'm bringing up in terms of the injuries, in terms of the trade deadline, the Braves are going to add more talent in time. So that certainly should help in minimizing the chance of them going through a rough patch in the postseason. So when it comes to the pitching inconsistencies, better health in time, multiple potential moves that Alex Anthopoulos can make at the trade deadline, those are clear solutions that are likely to happen that hopefully a month or two will make this Braves pitching staff overall much more talented due to getting those reinforcements in place and thus the consistency of the pitching staff will be good to go once the postseason arrives. For the Braves offense to consistently perform at an elite level, it's could you make an upgrade at the left field or DH position? That certainly is still an option on the table with the trade deadline still days away. But that then puts the spotlight on the Braves' defense. 
And there, in my opinion, is not as clear of a solution. There's not as clear of a, a, a just, you know, obvious happening in the near future that will make the Braves' defense better. And I think that that's where the main focus of adjustments needs to occur. Where the Braves position their players, you know, making the routine plays, whatever, you know, adjustments need to be made, this Braves' defense, the talent is there. You, you've got gold glove potential um, players all over the diamond for the Braves. It's just simply the fact that they have not been able to make plays this year like they have in the past. And I don't think that this team all of a sudden needs to become the best defense in the majors. I think the Braves are more than are, are more than talented enough to be able to still win a World Series even if their defense is even average or slightly below average. But it's just getting to that point. The Braves' defense is definitely something that needs to be adjusted. It's something where the Braves need to put a lot of focus on ensuring that the defense is consistent as possible, making as many routine plays as possible, along with sprinkling in some plays that may not be routine, and also limiting the overall errors. Just getting consistent at the fundamentals and making sure that these errors that they force themselves, they don't happen anywhere near the level that they have already. So the defense is something that I think is definitely going to be a focus of this team as time goes on. Again, I don't think that that means they're going to go out and make one or two significant, you know, defensive additions to this team at the trade deadline. I just think that the Braves, with the talent they already have defensively, they just need to refocus on making sure that the consistent adjustments are there so that this team can continue to make routine plays at a consistent level to where the defense is not a potential liability that is costing them games, especially as the postseason arrives. So, hey, much like the month of May, the Braves are just struggling through the month of July, waiting for good health to return, and obviously they've now shown some different ways that Alex Anthopoulos can focus on improving the team. And once again, above all else, Alex Anthopoulos, this front office, and this coaching staff have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt they should be given the benefit of the doubt that adjustments, additions, and with better health, this team certainly is going to be back to playing at the elite level we all know that they are capable of and showing why they clearly should be the World Series favorite moving towards the postseason. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Find all the great Battery Power Podcast content wherever you get your podcasts free to listen to. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified when the latest content is available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert will be back with another edition of the podcast to be named later as they get you ready for the weekend. And then obviously we'll have you fully covered when it comes to the happenings, happenings in the days leading up to the 2023 deadline. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. 
high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.